Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry present Journeys in Faith. Now, here's Andy Santis. Hello, welcome to Journeys in Faith here on Fiat Ministry Network. My name is Anne DeSantis. It's great to be here. We're here every Friday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Fiat Ministry Network. So, so great to be here this evening because I have an amazing guest. Her name is Penny Warner, and she's a good friend of Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Radio, where we're not only watching here on a TV channel, but we are also on a podcast. So be sure to subscribe both to Fiat Ministry Network and to Patchwork Heart. So thank you, Penny, for being my guest this evening. We have so much to talk about regarding your life, faith, and mission. Penny is a Catholic speaker and the founder of The Love Chaplet. So I thought we could start out, Penny, with your own personal story. And you have so much to share. You're the, a wife and a mother of four. Mm -hmm. And mother four, thank you. Yes, thank you so much for having me on, Anne. Um, it's always an honor to be able to do uh, shows with you and Bill and Kent, and uh, we've met so many people um, doing these shows and being able to be on. So thank you so much for having me. It's really an honor, and I mean that because the Love Chaplet has enriched my faith so much and my family's. And it's a beautiful prayer, and it's all about the love and mercy of Christ and, and how he's available to us all the time. Yes, it is. It's, it's about that. And it's also about how we are able to um, return that love uh, to him so uh, sacrificially like he did for us. I know that so. you, you have said that in some of your writings, mm -hmm. a, good, a good portion of what I have read express the fact that we give back our love to Christ. Mm -hmm. And it is a very important thing as we go about our day-to-day -day lives to remember to love him. Right. For the I sacrifice mean, that he's made for us. Yeah. You think uh, sometimes you, you don't really, that just kind of goes without saying sometimes that people just, oh yeah, we love Christ. But, you know, we do need to stop in the middle of our day and really remember what Christ did for us. Um, and it just kind of helps you along the day to, to pray like that periodically through the day. Remember how much he loves us. Um, remember how much we love him. So I want to encourage people who are watching or listening on the podcast to go to your website and it's lovechaplet.com. It's a beautiful website. And if Thank I you. could just read a little bit of what is right on the front page, which I think is uh, an amazing quote that through the divine uh, mercy chaplet, Jesus expresses his great love and mercy toward us with a love chaplet. We express our love towards him. And that's mm -hmm. exactly what you just said. That's exactly what I said. And that's what uh, Jesus said that it was going to do. Um, and it, it's amazing how, you know, when I first received it, how, um, the Lord told me that certain things were going to happen and they're happening. And so it's great to see that those things are coming, coming true. <laughs> so that's right. That's right. And I want to tell people who are with us that it's called grace and mercy ministries. And again, lovechaplet.com. And I know that on the little card that you sent me when I, uh, um, 
asked you to send me the love chaplet. Uh, mm -hmm. The phone number is 660-233-9159. Yes. So just for, yes. for those who are on the podcast, they can jot that down. Mm -hmm. I thought we could start out with your own faith journey. You know, maybe you can take us way back and just start oh, us out yeah. where, where you began in your faith life and how you got to where you are today. Okay. Well, I grew up a uh, Baptist, actually. Um, my mom uh, would take us faithfully to church, my sister and I. Um, we come from a broken home. My uh, mom was a single mom, and she did the best that she could. And I remember um, going to church very early on uh, to Sunday school and learning my faith there. Um, I do appreciate my Protestant background. Um, if it wasn't for them, I probably wouldn't know the Bible as well as I do now because we would do um, Bible drills and learn about the books of the Bible and the stories and how to spread Christ's love um, from a very early age. Um, and then uh, I was probably, I kind of fell out of the faith a little bit when I was around 18, when I graduated from high school, um, I went to college and uh, found my freedom and was able to do whatever I wanted to do. And so I kind of fell out of the faith a little bit, moved in with my sister. And then finally, um, I kind of hit rock bottom and decided to go live with my aunt. Um, and that is where I found my husband there at the church. Um, we were going to a Sunday school party and he got out of his car and I was just, wow, that's the guy. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. So I met him at, in the church and, um, then, uh, we were just the best of friends for a while and then got married in uh, 92. So that's a, that's a big stretch of time there, <laughs> but, yes. um, as far as, uh, you know, my faith, um, my husband and I were, were very strong in our faith. He was a Baptist minister. Um, we worked in the youth, uh, way back, um, in 91, even before we were married. And then in 2000, we became, um, Catholic then, and we worked with the youth after that as well. So, um, our youth background has gone back way back to 91. And so, um, yeah, I, that's kind of how things have gone up until, and up until we were uh, converted in 2000. Yeah, it's an awesome story. And I know that when we talked on the phone, you had shared uh, how the Lord really came into your heart, especially during that time of the conversion. What was that like yes. for you when you really decided that, you know what, I would like to be Catholic well, Anne, uh, I didn't want to be Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't. At first, um, no. No, I really didn't. Um, my husband is kind of a theologian, mm. loved to study the early church. Um, we started to church hop around because we couldn't, he couldn't find the church that he felt Christ founded. So we were just going to start our own church because you can do that. You know, when you're mm -hmm. Protestant, if you don't like the church you go to, you just break off and have your own church. And so the more he studied, um, 
the more he was studying the early church and didn't realize he was studying the Catholic church. He was studying the early writers, you know, and, um, and so I knew he was studying, but he studied all the time. So it really didn't make a big deal. You know, our faith was still strong. We were going to church together. And then, uh, we went to a, um, a, I went to a mission trip with some people from a, uh, at CMSU college, um, there, we went to Chicago for a mission trip. And at the end of the day, uh, we always would connect at the end of the day. And so he called me and he said, uh, I have to tell you something. I was like, well, what, you know? And, uh, he said, I think that God's calling us to be Catholic. And I, I was like, what? That was the furthest thing I ever thought he would ever say. I thought he had lost his mind. And I said, well, I don't think I, God's calling me to do that. So you, you go ahead and, and, and do that. Well, I thought it was just a phase that he was mm-hmm. going through because we had church hopped, you know, and so this was just another, you know, but it wasn't. And he just kept um, talking about it. And he'd like leave little things around the house, you know, for me to read. Um, and I, and I didn't, I knew he was doing that, but I, I wasn't saying anything to him. But anyway, so once I, I asked him if he would go with me to my church and talk to our pastor, because I thought if anybody could change his mind, it would be my pastor. So we sat down and talked about it for a while. And then my pastor said right in front of Matt and myself, I know what you need to do. And I said, well, what is that? And he said, you need to leave Matt because he's taking you to hell and your future children with you. And wow. Uh, yeah, very strong. And I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that my husband loved me with all his heart and that he was, he protected me spiritually. He was the spiritual head of our family. Even though I didn't agree with everything, I knew that he loved me and he would never steer me wrong. And so, um, so we left that day and it still was very, very hard for me. I, I definitely still did not want to convert. Um, but he would come to church with me still. And then I would see him walk down the street to go to mass because the, the Catholic church is right down the street. And um, it, I was angry. I, I was so angry because I couldn't believe that he would leave me like that, you know, like he would go and do this by himself. And so I told him, I said, I, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. And he's, and I'll never forget what he said. He said, I love you with all my heart and I will never leave you but I have to do this because I found the truth. And I thought, man, he's serious. (laughs) He's really serious. And so I, you know, as I kind of looked, started to read the things around, you know, that he, but I put them back right where they needed to be. So he wouldn't (laughs) know reading them. And, um, and that's kind of how our faith started. uh, The whole Catholic faith started, but I, I told him, I just graduated and I, and I sent out a bunch of resumes everywhere. And I said, the only way that I would ever go to mass with you is if we moved to Windsor, which is where he grew up. And, um, if we moved there and that, and this one priest came 
then I'd go to mass. Well, there was this one priest, there was this one priest who uh, actually prayed in our Protestant wedding. Um, and we respected him. We really loved him. He was a friend of the family. And I said, okay, I sent out all these resumes. And the only resume I got back was from Windsor in a, in a, in a hospital there. And I said, okay, um, I'll go to mass if he's the priest at the church. And he was, he was the priest at the little, and the little town that only accepted just, I only got a callback from the one place that I put all these resumes out. So we ended up moving there and I ended up going to mass with him, but I definitely was not going to become Catholic. I was just going to go with him because I respected him and he was a spiritual head of our family. And, um, he'd go to RCIA. Uh, of course I didn't go. And I just, you know, God just kept pulling me and pulling me and, and, you know, taking it slow and finally, I just, I did not want to be unequally yoked with my husband. And I knew that God had a place for me in the Catholic church. Very hard for me to say that back then. <laughs> and uh, so I went to the priest, the same priest that was our family friend at one of his RCIA classes. And I said, listen, I want to be honest. I don't want to be Catholic, but I know that this is where God wants me to be because I don't want to be unequally yoked with my, with my husband yet. We hadn't gotten pregnant yet. Um, it took us a while to get pregnant with my daughter. And so we didn't have any children. I didn't want to bring them up in a unequally yoked family. And he said, welcome to the family. <laughs> I said, oh no, I really, really. So we, we joined then in 2000. I really didn't understand what I was getting into really whenever I joined. Um, looking back on it now, I totally understand. And I, I, I taught RCIA. I taught um, confirmation. We went to NCYC, all these things with the youth, but my heart was just not in it. I, I just could not bring myself to say, you know, if my husband had passed away, would I continue to be Catholic? And it wasn't 12, 12 years later um, that I finally, Catholicism became my own in my head and matched my heart. Uh, my heart matched my head. And I just, and it was at a retreat and I just could not get enough of the Catholic faith. After that, it was my own. My husband thought I was crazy. I'd sit at my table and there'd be <laughs> books everywhere, you know, looking at all this. I'd ask him questions and wow. It, and it, it was amazing. And um, and so that's the early stages of our of our faith. And now I, the thing I can't thank my husband enough for because I'm pretty spoiled. I get what I want a lot of times. And mm -hmm. so Matt. Matt could have said, okay, you know, I'll, I'll just continue to go to church with you and not do, you know, he didn't, he put his foot down spiritually and said, I have to do this. You can follow me. I'll never leave you, but this is my faith. And we have, I have to do this. So if he hadn't have done that, who knows where we would be. So it's incredible just to hear that story. <laughs> it took a while for you to get to from point a to point yes. B, and and even yes. though I said god spoke to you you know he whispered in your ear to begin with and maybe you didn't hear it right away right mm -hmm. oh yeah oh yeah 
you know, when you went to that retreat, I think that's when mm -hmm. it happened. If I'm yes, you just it did with us. And it was a youth. It was a it was a tech retreat, Teens Encounter Christ. And the only reason why I was going was so that I could lead one music. I, I lead music in, in tech retreats I did. And so I only went so that I could learn about it. And so but it was only going to be for the youth. You know, it wasn't I was just going to observe, you know, but it wasn't for just the youth. I mean, it was for me. And we had adoration um, and confessions one night. And it was as if a light bulb went off and I was like, oh, wow, this is Christ. And this is for real, you know, and I and I got it all of a sudden. And that's the, I love seeing that in our youth, too. Like when you're there with them and you're the retreat or a camp or something and in their mind, all of a sudden their heart will just get it. And I'll understand. I understand what they're doing. It's like, oh, they get it. And I love that. I just love that. Yeah. I love your journey and how amazing being you're a convert. And God has also given you the gift of this love chaplet. Yes. And again, I, I tell our listeners and people who are watching on this show to make sure that you go to lovechaplet.com. It's a beautiful website and you can learn all about uh, this particular mission of Penny's. So not only was Penny brought into the Catholic church, but God gave her the special gift of a prayer that's really for all of us to get closer mm -hmm. to God. And um, I thought we can spend the, from now until our commercial break uh, talking about your faith and your faith involves this beautiful love chaplet and I, I'm very happy to tell people who are listening and watching that I have a love chaplet right here. And, it's mine. And, <laughs> yes, and it's it's yeah. a beautiful prayer that honestly, the thing that I love the most about it is it's a way to love God. And it is not a very lengthy prayer, but you it's a very powerful prayer. Yes. So yeah. sometimes when you pray that rosary with your family, and you know, it could be 20 minutes. Not to say mm -hmm. that we love to pray the rosary and we do it all the time, uh, mm -hmm. try to do it every day as a family. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, but the love chaplet is one that, you know, it can be a little break of prayer and mm -hmm. it's all about loving God. And what can be better yeah. than that? So it is, it, it is yeah, a very shorter prayer than the rosary. And sometimes I like to think of it as being kind of a bridge and help you uh, get into the habit of praying and then it would lead to the bigger, you know, yes. the bigger prayers. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, the love chaplet came out of my devotion to the divine mercy. Mm. Um, and, um, well, I had never known what a chaplet was because of being converted. And then at that very early stages, I really didn't really care to know, <laughs> you know, yeah. what it was. But um, one day um, we were, I was just kind of at the house and we had EWTN on and I heard the divine mercy being sung like in the background kind of. And I remember thinking, oh, that that's beautiful. That's just a um, very peaceful uh, sounding prayer. Um, and I just loved it. I didn't know what it was, but it made me feel very peaceful. And I didn't hear it again for some time. And we had moved back to Warrensburg where I had graduated from. And we moved back there and I became the director of Newman Center at CMSU, which is UCM now. 
and we were in the house and we were um, actually, they were net missionaries. We were taking care oh, of wow. some net missionaries, which you had said your daughter was a net. Yes, missionary. she was. Mm-hmm. So yes, we were, we were kind of letting them uh, rest and, you know, get, you know, sleep and some stuff. And so I remember being in the house and um, I heard that prayer being being sung somewhere in the house. It was so loud in there, but I could hear the prayer. So I went and found it and um, they showed me what it was. And I'm like, that is, that was the prayer that I heard. And so I went home and I put it on my computer and I listened to it periodically throughout the day. And I, I really didn't understand, you know, that you were supposed to pray it at three o'clock in the afternoon. I didn't know that that was when it was supposed to be prayed. Um, so I just played it all through the day, you know, here and there. Okay. And anytime I would pray it, I just, it just became very peaceful. I, I felt very peaceful. Um, and so that's how I started with devotion to the divine mercy. Um, and then from there, do you want me to go ahead and go into the, into the, how God, sure. how Jesus gave it to me? Absolutely. Okay. We have about seven minutes or so before break, but we'd love to uh, tell as much as you can before we do that. Okay. All right. So one morning, well, I'll just kind of back up a little bit. Um, God started to wake me up uh, at three o'clock every morning. And it was really strange because I would wake up and I would look at the clock and it was three o'clock, still not knowing that you're praying at three o'clock in the afternoon. It's kind of a joke that God knew I was too busy in the afternoon. So he woke me up at three in the morning so I could say <laughs> it then, you know. So I would get up and I go down to my kitchen table and I would start my prayer time with Jesus um, singing the Divine Mercy. And I journal a lot. So I would pray and just kind of journal. And one morning I, um, I had this overwhelming urge to love God more than what I already did. And I I couldn't express how much I loved him. Like there were no words that I could say to express how much I loved him. And so I asked him, I said, Lord, you know, teach me how to love you. Tell me what I can say to show you how much I love you. And as I was praying, I looked to my left and my Lord was crouched there next to me. And you would think that I would be scared, but it was, he was so beautiful. He he looked like he had uh, been bruised and bloodied from the, from his passion, but he was crouched there next to me. And I, I, the thing I remember the most are his eyes. They were so beautiful that even though he was bloodied and bruised, his eyes were just so beautiful. And I could, um, like we were, we had this love exchange with each other through our eyes and it just felt like a warm blanket put over me, um, the peacefulness that came over me and he was crouched there. And I said to him, my Lord, how can I love you? Show me how much I could love you. What words can I say that will show you how much I love you? And he began to share with me the words to the love chaplet. Of course, I didn't know what what it was called at the time, but I started to write them down, the words down. 
And the more he kept, you know, giving me, the more I would write down in my journal. And then he, after he was done giving me the words, um, he explained to me that it was for the youth. It was a youth chaplet, which didn't surprise me because my husband and I are youth ministers and we know how hard it is to be a youth in today's world. And he told me that this was a way for them to show their love for him and that it was going to help them speak boldly about our faith and about him. And so then he, he, he started to show me how to make this chaplet. Of course, I, I didn't know that you could just make a chaplet. Like, so it was really, it was like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to just make this chaplet. But he showed me the colors and what to put in it and how many beads. And um, I can explain all that if you want me to, or we can wait until after the break. Um, how much time do we have left for that? Yeah, maybe we'll do it when we come back okay. because I know we have uh, a lot more to discuss and I want to make sure that you have a lot of time to talk about it because it's a beautiful story of faith. And Penny has a heart of gold. She really does. She, she loves God so much and God has spoken to her. I mean, he's, he's really and literally spoken into her heart to bring this love chaplet to all of you who are watching and listening. So please stay with us. We have a lot more to talk about when we come back here on Journeys in Faith. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Hi, my name is Ann DeSantis and I'm the director for the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for freedom, family, and faith. You can learn about us on our website at nonatis.org. I'm here to tell you today about two great podcasts that I hope that you will tune in. The first Tuesday of every month at eight o'clock, we have a podcast specifically for Catholics affected by divorce. From eight to 9 p.m. Eastern, go to Philly Nonatis on YouTube to subscribe. In addition, we also have a podcast the last Thursday of every month. That's also at eight o'clock Eastern time for one hour and that one is for families in crisis we have some really great guests coming up soon so hope to see you then please also consider the fact that you can make spiritual direction appointments with us with our spiritual moderator all you need to do is go to our website on the contact form and just reach out to us we'd be happy to hear from you and look forward to setting up an appointment so we'd love to connect with you please share this video let people know that we're there for families affected by divorce and also families in crisis. Thank you. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present the Discover Your Mission series. I can't even share with you how I was so wrote in my faith. And I was attending Mass, but I was not present. I was a good man, I was a good father, I was instilling the sacraments into my family. But, uh, I was definitely not intentional, I was stuck wrote in my faith. I did not want to become Catholic. I came into the church kicking and screaming. I even left for a period because I was like, I, I can't. All my plans that I had are gone now. So I tried to go back only, and that's only to come back later on because of the, ultimately because of the Eucharist. 
but what kind of strength did he have? Jackie did not just have a strength of body or baseball skill. He had a strength inside of his spirit, a courageous meekness that empowered him to play the game. My husband comes home from work and I tell him what is going on with me and he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, 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 I think this is like some sort of miracle, dude. And he's like, okay, you know, of course, but I'll believe it when I see it, honey. You've been trying to quit and you've been saying this and saying that and I'm a, you know, he, his big line to me is, you shouldn't say things <laughs> because I never followed through on them. And so this was week after week, month after month, he is looking at me like, this is a miracle. There is no way that you, on your own, could have done this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 16 through 21, St. Paul compares the sacrifice of the Christians to the sacrifice of Israel and then to the sacrifice of the pagans. Paul calls the chalice the blood of Christ and the bread as participation in the body of Christ and then warns his listeners that you cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons at the same time. So in other words, you need to decide what are you going to participate in? Are you going to participate in the historic Christian idea of the altar of sacrifice, which is in the Eucharist or not? Hi, welcome back to Journeys in Faith. I'm Ann DeSantis here on Fiat Ministry Network with my friend, Penny Warner, who is a Catholic speaker and the founder of The Love Chaplet. And Penny was telling us her faith story during the first half. She is a wife and a mother of four from Missouri, and she's a convert too, and has a beautiful story. So if you missed the first half, you want to make sure that you go back on demand on Fiat Ministry Network or on Patchwork Heart Radio and be sure to watch the whole program and listen because she does have a beautiful faith story to share. So right before the break, you were telling us, Penny, about the Love Chaplet, about how God gave you this special prayer. Mm -hmm. And I wondered if you could kind of pick up where we left off. Okay. Um, so as I was writing everything down and he the Jesus was still next to me this whole time. And, um, the words, uh, became, you know, came and I wrote them down. Um, and do you want me to show you the, Please do. the love chaplet? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So here, here's the love chaplet. Um, and, uh, I, we, he said to put a heart at the very end because it would always remind us of his love for us and our love for him. So we always put a heart at the bottom and the purple beads at the very beginning, um, represent the Trinity. Um, 
So we say, I love you. Oh my God, I love you. I love you. Oh my Jesus, I love you. I love you. Holy Spirit, I love you. And then you go into the blue beads. And as you can see, there's only five beads and not 10. At the, originally, I thought we were supposed to put 10 beads, you know, like a regular rosary or the divine mercy. But I asked God, I asked him, so why only put five beads and not 10? And he said, because the youth won't pay attention if it's 10. Oh, wow. And that's totally true. Um, it's a very quick prayer and youth do not mind saying it. My children don't mind saying it because it's very, it's, it's a smaller prayer um, than a, the big rosary. Mm -hmm. So the blue beads, uh, the five beads, you say, um, my love for you flows like a river. I praise you, my Holy savior. And you say that on all five beads. And then you get to the red bead in the middle and you say, I love you. My heart cries out. I will glorify your name. So the blue beads represent, um, baptism, new life, water, um, the red, obviously, his blood that he shed for us uh, sacrificially. So you say the blue and the red all the way around for five times until you get back to the purple beads again. Now, these beads are particularly special for me um, because of the love of uh, exchange that we were having with my Lord here. Um, the words go, I reach out, I touch your face, I worship you in this beautiful place. Oh, most holy one, you saved my soul. Let me love you. You make me whole. And as he was giving me these words, I was able to sit there with him and touch his face and him touch me. And it was like a love exchange between the two of us. And so those are the most precious beads to me at the very end. Um, that we say those three times on each bead. And so that's the actual chaplet. So every chaplet is made exactly like this with the purple beads and the blue beads and the red beads, because they actually mean something. So, um, so that, that's where it started from. And um, he just continued to share with me, you know, that, that this chaplet is, is supposed to be for the youth and it's supposed to reach around the world. And, you know, when, you know, when Jesus asks you to do something like that, <laughs> you do it, <laughs> you do it. I mean, you, you, you think about it for a second. You're just kind of like, I can't, how am I going to do that? How am I going to do that? How am I going to do that? And, you know, I didn't, I haven't had to do anything. It's God has taken it and just multiplied it and taken it around the world. Look, I, now I'm on different, you know, radio shows and shows like this and who knows who, who's seeing it around the world. And, um, it's amazing how God has done that. Um, you know, I used to think that, um, it was going to be a chaplet that we would all just these big conferences and we would all just say the love chaplet together. And it really hasn't been that way at all. Um, it's really such an intimate time with me and my Lord. And um, it took me a long time to actually share it because it was an intimate time. And I knew eventually I was going to have to share it. So when I started to feel, feel the pull to share it, 
um, that God really wanted me to share it, I immediately knew that I was going to have to take it to my bishop because anytime you receive something like this from our Lord, um, it's always important to go through the proper channels. Amen. Um, Yes, because there are shepherds and they know much more than we could ever know, you know, spiritually, they are our um, shepherds. And so I made a love chaplet for my bishop, Bishop Johnston here at Kansas City, St. Joe Diocese. And um, I made it for him and I called the diocese, I called the chancery and I said, I know that it might take a while for me to get in and I don't care how long it takes, but I have to see my bishop. Uh, It's very important that I see him. And so they made me an appointment with my husband and I went and um, I, I took him the love chaplet and I took him the prayer and um, I was able to give it to him personally. And um, he was very gracious to see me. And I said, I just want you to look at this and pray about it. And, you know, let me know what you think. I (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. Just let me know what you think. So he took it and I did not hear from him for like two months. And I thought, this is it. Like, he's not going to give me permission to, to share this. But in a couple months, he did. He emailed me back and the email said, um, I see nothing wrong with the love chaplet and you're free to spread it in my diocese. Oh, and after- praise the Lord. <laughs> so yeah. after That's that- a big thing. That is a very big thing. And I'm glad you mentioned it here on this show for people who would like to know whether it has the bishop's Mm -hmm. approval. It does. It's it's a beautiful thing. He has given me permission to share it. And, you know, him and my spiritual director as well, you know, said the only way we're going to see if this is truly from our Lord is if we see the fruit from it. And as time has gone on, I have, we have seen the fruit from it. Um, it has been nothing but amazing. Um, I'll have little pockets of rosary groups call me and and have me come and share it with them. Um, young adults are really loving the devotion to the love chaplet. Um, and the sweetest thing that happened, I had a little lady call me and wanted 15 of them because she was taking them to the nursing home to have the older people pray for the youth. Very good. And you know, God just never ceases to amaze me. Like I never knew that would even be a thing. And so he's just used this love chaplet to spread his love a a lot of different, lots of ways. So it's been amazing. I love your story. And when you told the story about how Jesus came to you, Mm -hmm. I mean, I, it just touches my heart and, and Mm -hmm. I know that he did because I know you and Mm -hmm. I know that uh, you're a person who has a very close relationship with God. So uh, what a blessing for you to share that with us. Uh, I also would love to invite people who are watching to get yourself a love chaplet. Uh, mm-hmm. I have one, I have it right here. And I have one mm-hmm. for each member of my family here at the house. Um, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. prayer right here. I have the, the love chaplet card that has the prayer on the back. Mm-hmm. So let's um, find out for the people watching and listening how can they get it? Because uh, it's so highly recommended for your prayer life. And I I would love for them to get a hold of it. Okay. So you just go to my website, lovechaplet.com and just follow the, the different commands there. Um, Just email me 
um, I can, and I'll email, you know, I'll get right back with you. Um, and then I will make them personally. I make all of them now. Um, I know that I'm not going to be able to do that forever, but, um, you know, I think, Ann, yours is number 200 and I can't remember what you had said, but I have all of you written down yeah. all of the ones I've made. And, um, I know that's not going to happen forever that I know that it's going to be out there and I'm not going to know, but, um, I make each one of them. And so if you contact me through, through my website, get my email and contact me, I'll contact you right back and get an address to where I can send it and I'll make it as soon as I can and send it, uh, because it's very important to get it to as many people as we can to, um, give them the opportunity to pray it and, and, and to allow themselves to love Jesus as much as they can. Um, a lot of people say that, uh, it does for them what it did for me when I asked Jesus there that day, you know, how can I love you? Show me how it gives them an opportunity to express how much love they have for Christ that sometimes they're not able to do on their own. You know, um, God gives us different prayers to help us do that when we don't know what to speak, you know? And so to pray the love chaplet helps you get into that prayerful mode to be able to love him. So, so that's how, that's how you get a, get a hold of me. And, um, I love to make them and send them to people. So I know you do. You put love into making them and I, I do you care about every individual who gets one. I really do. And I, yeah. I love to think about the person when I'm, when I'm making it. Um, a lot of times I'll pray for that person while I'm making it. And, you know, sometimes God will give me, um, different ways to make it like for the person, like if a person has a devotion to uh, Mary, um, I, God might, you know, tell me that and I'll put like red roses on it, you know, for the, for the red beads. Or, um, I had a lady one time who, um, I was making a chaplet for that her, um, loved one had just passed and she loved angels. So, and I didn't, and I just didn't know that. So, but I felt that I needed to put angel on the love chaplet. So I did, and that comforted her. And so I love to think about the people when I'm making them. Amen. So, and also I will mention that I know that you don't price them out as far as people mm. quote buying one, that it's a donation. So I will yes. mention that to the people who are watching and listening that mm -hmm. when you contact Penny, you can make a donation to her uh, charity, which is the, the grace and mercy mm -hmm. ministries, lovechaplet.com. So highly recommend also for gifts. So if you have a gift that you need to get, and especially any of those sacraments, it's a wonderful yeah. thing to give, especially uh, weddings. I would think that that would be a beautiful gift. To Con give to confirmation, confirmation, confirmations a lot. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because that gives them a, a something different than just the rosary. It gives them something that was from God to you. Uh, mm. So they do. You know, that's a good confirmation, or even first communion. I like to do it for the whole family. So like mm -hmm. for you, Anne, when you contacted me and wanted one for me, I immediately was like, well, how many is in your family? Because I yeah. love for the family to pray it together. 
Um, that's right. So it just important. brings, brings you together. Like we'll pray the rosary and then after the rosary, we'll play, pray the love chaplet. And so that just, um, enhances, uh, your prayer life. So it certainly does. Um, what a blessing. Yeah, now, um, we have about 15 minutes left in the show, and I definitely wanted people to see those beautiful pictures that you shared because they tell a story about your life. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. um, we may have to have you back on for a second time. <laughs> we may not lot. be able to get through the whole story, but maybe uh, right. if we can show some of those graphics that we have, Penny, you can describe okay. each of those pictures. At least at the end of the show, people can, can learn a little more about your journey. Uh, as okay. we look at those pictures, I know that you uh, went through a time that uh, you lost a major amount of weight. Yes, so I did. We, we are going to be watching, looking at those graphics. Um, tell okay. us about what, what happened there while we wait on it. Okay. Um, well, I've always been heavy set. Ever since I was a little girl, I remember being in Weight Watchers when I was a like in third grade. And so I've been heavy all my life. Um, it's very hereditary. My whole family um, is overweight. And uh, so I got to the point where um, it was before, um, let's see. Yes, we had been Catholic. I had, we finally had our daughter, which took us seven years to get pregnant with her. And that's a whole nother story. That's a healing that, that was by the grace of God. And so I had had her and actually my second son. and and my first son. And so each time I would just gain more and more weight and more and more weight. And I got up to about 308, 308 pounds. And I could not go from my chair to my bathroom even without just wanting to fall over. It was so painful. And I was only like young thirties. So, you know, my life, I just felt like it was over. I couldn't, I felt hopeless. Um, I just felt like there was no hope to live like that. And so I told my husband that, and he finally, um, we, we went and met with the surgeon, um, and they did all the proper channels to, uh, me to have this, this weight loss surgery. So when I was, um, it was back in 2003, um, I had the surgery. I don't know if he's got the pictures there or not, but if not, we'll day. look at them for your next show. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but we well, can at least talk about it. Okay. So mm -hmm. after, so I really feel like God really healed me that whenever he gave me the opportunity to have this, this surgery, um, I couldn't play with my children. I couldn't be the mother and wife that I, I knew God wanted me to be. Um, I couldn't clean my house. I couldn't take care of my kids like I wanted to. And so he enabled me to have this surgery and, um, and I was the youngest person that this surgeon had ever performed surgery on. So once I got the surgery, um, you know, I went through this grieving time of, um, you, know, you never know how many pizza commercials there are on TV. It's <laughs> like I was laying there waiting, you know, just recovering and, I never, I thought I would never be able to eat ever again, you know, but as time went on, um, I just lost very, very, very quickly. I would look in the mirror and then the next day I would look in the mirror and I just was just losing weight. And so by 10 months, 
I had lost 175 pounds and, um, wow. Amazing. Uh, yeah. And I just, and I, then I got pregnant with my third, with my third child. Um, and my life just so many opportunities opened up for my life that I knew I would never be able to do. And God has worked through that surgery. Um, also to be there for other people who have the same problem. People, you know, feel stuck in their bodies. They, they feel unhealthy um, and they don't know how to get out. And so I'm able to empathize with that, um, with those people. And um, it was there's just there. Yeah. There's yeah. my day of my surgery. There I was 308. Mm. This one here is um, I, about six months after the, or maybe even four months after the surgery, my daughter is in one pant leg and I'm in the other. <laughs> so, and I still have those pants. I kept those pants and I, it's amazing. Um, so that was only like four or five months after. And so it, and then this was at the, this was my 10 months um, after post-surgery and I got pregnant with my son and that's my lowest, actually my lowest weight that I got down to. And I kind of, I what yeah, that's our, that's our wedding picture back in 92, we got married. So that's our wedding picture, um, in the Baptist church where the priest prayed in our Protestant wedding. Um, so it all kind of, you know, went from there. So, um, that day was a very, very special day. Um, I'm sure. And, and there's then there's, the there's our kids. Mm. Yeah. We've got Beautiful. my daughter's in the middle there and she's now been addicted. She's 20 now. Um, my, and, oh, that's well, there. My family, again, my four, bo my three boys and my girl. Um, that was a long time ago, uh, but they're all grown up getting bigger now, but this is one of my favorite pictures that I have is my, um, that's my church. And, uh, I go there sometimes and pray. Um, that was divine mercy Sunday. Beautiful. So that picture there is what inspired me to get my picture. We bought the picture. We re renovated our church and we have a confessional box now. And so that divine mercy painting is right on the front of our confessional. And so I wanted to get one for my home. So that's that, that's that picture, that veil, my, my friend made that veil for me. And then that's the card for the love chaplet. Uh, Bill actually helped me make that picture there. That's as close to Jesus that you saw, doesn't yes. it? Yes. It looks like, yes, it is. Um, you know, I'll never be able to, uh, explain or, or make anything that looked like him that day. I never will. I've tried. Um, but this is as close to Jesus that was by me that day. And, um, I actually painted, I found a painting that sort of looked like him. And then I got permission to paint over that painting to kind of match what I saw. And that's what I, that's what I saw that day, uh, Jesus. But like I said, I'll never be able to say what he really looked like that day. Um, but it's nice but that you have that image. That's a reminder yes. too. I think yes. I would think he's, he's at, 
you know, it takes my breath away to see, you know, like that, um, because it does remind me of the day that he was by me. Um, he just loves us. He just loves us so much. And, you know, he doesn't have to have our love. You know, he doesn't have, he's God, you know, he's Jesus. He doesn't have to have our love, but he desires our love. He wants us to love him. Um, and he told me that that's what the love chaplet is all about is, is us being able to express our love for him. And, you know, every time I pray it, I, I forget that I wrote the words down because it's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful prayer. And so when I'm praying, it's, it's like I'm praying it for the first time, you know, um, even though I wrote the words down. Yeah. So there's so much more I need to come back on because there's the song, you know, the whole song Yes, uh, and all of that. There's so much more to share. And we Um, should say hello to our friend, our common friend, Annie Carto. Yes. Hi, Annie. Hi, Annie. We're both friends with you. And and Annie has to become a guest on this show. And if she is watching, I say, Annie, I'll be in touch so that you can come on Journeys in Faith. Because oh, I'd I would love, love to, to be you. on it with her. That would be hey, so fun. Great she's idea. Actually, we, we had the, we had the love chaplet recorded because I knew that it was supposed to be a song. Um, and God gave me a melody in my head. And so through Annie Carto, there's a whole big story that I have to tell at some other time, but she ended up being on the love chaplet recording with me and Donna Corey Gibson and another uh, lady, Jennifer, and then Annie's producer, Barry is the one who produced it. And it's an, it's an awesome story, how that all came together. So I'm glad that you mentioned having her and you both as a guest, it would be a wonderful mm, thing. We have done it before here on this show. We've had a, a few people on it once. And that would be uh, so fun for a wonderful and interesting conversation. Yeah. She's beautiful. She really Such a is. beautiful soul. She really is. Mm. So I wondered if to, as we're headed toward the end, there may be someone watching who saw those mm. photos of you before you uh, lost quite a bit of weight. And I know that yeah. it was a, a sacrifice for you and God really took you on the road of suffering during that time. I wondered if you could speak to someone who may be watching, who's feeling kind of the same way, maybe hopeless, mm-hmm. maybe they also are not very healthy and, right. and would love to hear some encouragement. You know, I, I used to think, you know, that the surgery was just for everybody, <laughs> like any bigger person had to have the surgery. And, you know, it's really something that God might call you to do. You know, it's not for everybody, but you know, when I was, when I was heavier, I did feel stuck. Um, and I didn't feel good about myself. I wasn't healthy. And so therefore, because of that, all the other parts of myself were unhealthy. Um, my spiritual life was unhealthy. Um, emotionally was unhealthy, but I still knew that God was there for me and I knew that he wanted me to be healthy and that, um, he loved me. Um, no matter how I was. And so what I would say to somebody in that situation, don't give up hope. There's always hope. Um, If you feel stuck, um, talk to somebody about it. 
there. And if then, if you feel like you wanted to have the surgery, you could find a surgeon to do that. But it's always good to just um, remember that you're loved no matter how you feel, no matter how um, hurt you are. You're always loved by God, no matter what you look like or feel like. God's always going to be there. He was there with me through that. He's there with me now that has never changed. He's going to love you then and love you now just as much as he did then. So I hope that's some encouragement to somebody might be watching um, because it, it, it happens. Is, I think, I mean, you can get help. Mm. <laughs> you can, you can get help. It is possible. It, it makes it makes you feel better when somebody, when somebody told me that you can get help, there is help. So that's what I'm saying to somebody. Um, know that there's help for you out there. Thank you so, so much, Penny. I'm sure that someone that's listening has been deeply affected by that, but for sure, I know that someone has been affected by the love chaplet and mm. I want to again, invite them to go to lovechaplet.com. Her name is Penny Warner wife, mother, Catholic speaker, and founder of Grace and Mercy Ministries. And mm -hmm. you can get the love chaplet. As I said, it's a donation. Penny will mm -hmm. personally send you the love chaplet. It's a wonderful mm -hmm. gift. So I would love to encourage all of you, please get the love chaplet as I held it up once before. There it is. <laughs> I love my love chaplet. I'm so blessed to have it. And so mm -hmm. is my whole family. So I'm uh, so glad. Yeah. Um, Penny, I'm so grateful to you to being my guest this evening on Journeys in Faith. And for those who are watching and listening, I would invite you to please like this page of Fiat Ministry Network, where we say yes to Jesus Christ, the most important thing. And also Patchwork Heart Ministry. Please subscribe because there's some wonderful podcasts on their YouTube channel. Our friend Bill Snyder. Bill is also my co-host for a weekly podcast that I do. It's called Sewing Hope. And you definitely want to check that out on that same YouTube channel. So I thank you so much, Penny, for joining thank us. Thank you. Thank and, you so much. Yes. And I would also love to invite people who are watching this show to go later on, not right away, but later on to patreon.com. You want to check out a show there called Five Minutes of Faith where Penny will be joining me to talk about three ways that the love chaplet can enrich your faith life. In addition, you saw during the commercial that there is a very special program, a series. It is a series called Discover Your Mission. Uh, it is just $25 a month and you will have a church mission brought right to uh, your, your phone or your computer as a download and be uh, enriched in your faith to grow to grow just like you did this evening and bill and kent uh bill snyder and kent kohoski the the producer of fiat ministry network they have some wonderful speakers that you definitely want to check out on patreon.com discover your mission so penny again thank you so much and everyone please join me next friday night 8 30 p.m eastern time we'll see you then Journeys of Faith is a production of Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry. For more information about Journeys of Faith, email info at fiatministrynetwork.tv.
And be sure to friend, follow, and like us on social media. Just search Journeys in Faith with Ann DeSantis.